Welcome to the Happy Homeschool, where we talk about creative homeschool inspiration rooted in relationships for the nonconformist, dedicated parent. I'm Laura Blodgett. Hello there, and yes, indeed, I am Laura. Today, we are going to talk about the art of giving your children proper feedback. We're talking about things like encouragement and correction. I want to start with a story. When my husband and I were first married, he agreed to me getting a pet bunny rabbit in spite of us living in an upstairs apartment. I chose an adorable little dwarf rabbit. Full grown, when it curled up, it was about the size of a softball. It had soft gray-brown fur, and I played with it in the house regularly. Even when I was pregnant with our first child, I would spend time with it sitting on my lap, okay, my baby belly shelf. The bunny was allowed to hop around the house some, but never ran away from me, and I willingly cleaned up the few pellets it left on the rug, but it never roamed unattended. When I wasn't playing with it, when I wasn't directly interacting with it, it lived in its nice, safe cage. I had never owned a rabbit before or any animal that lived in a cage with a water bottle. I didn't realize that over time, a water bottle develops a stain line where the water is normally filled to. This lack of experience led to my innocent bunny's death. I had been observing the bottle regularly, but somehow I had missed that it was empty. I saw the water stain line and didn't bother to check further. I didn't touch it or shake it. I was horrified to one day find my bunny had died of thirst. Not only was I grieved that it had died, but my heart was twisting painfully with the knowledge that it was my fault. It would have done me absolutely no good to get some positive feedback where someone was trying to be careful of, say, my supposed self-esteem. It certainly wouldn't help that bunny or any future bunnies. The situation could not be honestly reframed to comfort me that I was really a good bunny owner. Someone could have attempted to paint a rosy picture of my error, but I would have known deep down how bad it was. Maybe after some time I could have been convinced to believe the lie, but then even the little bit of use from this lesson, the the hard lesson, would have been lost, and that would have been the only good thing to come from it, a lesson in realities of life. Every parent faces the tension between encouragement and correction. Some err so far in the direction of encouragement that the encouragement loses its value. The child knows it is hollow because we all sooner or later become aware of empty praise, whether it be for manipulation and flattery or because it leaves us with no distinctions when we know everything we do or say is not equal. Some parents err on the direction of correction, afraid of leading their children into pride or thinking that lack of perfection or awareness of perfection will lead to children being lazy or something similar. The fact is that all of us, including children, thrive best with an honest mix of encouragement and correction. Sometimes the correction needs to be emphasized more strongly because of what is at stake, either results greatly impacting life or guiding character. For instance, a child who hits a sibling with a in the head with a hammer needs to be corrected firmly, even if it was just a careless physics experiment. 
Other times, the encouragement needs to be emphasized, like if a child just really messed up a performance that they had practiced for months. Yet in all circumstances, the realities of the circumstance need to be addressed somehow, or both the encouragement and the correction are rendered much less powerful or useful or believable. It's the whole truth in love thing. Truth without love is too often harsh and oppressive, lacking hope, lacking the relationship that social man was created for. Attempts at love without truth are vapid, having nothing of substance to offer. When a child is given proper encouragement with proper correction, that is, truth in love, their accomplishments can be enjoyed with humility. In fact, it is only with humility that a person can fully enjoy accomplishment because pride poisons accomplishment. And children's failures can be approached with the right degree of tenderness. Finally, when the parent is working on supplying honest encouragement and correction, the child becomes aware of this. It is evident in the language used, the tone of voice, the reasons and explanations set forth, and the child learns to trust the parent. In this way, further encouragement and correction are more readily understood and accepted. The art of proper feedback builds a child up in love without building them up in pride, Contrary to what many will try to convince you, pride is destructive both to the individual and to relationships. You can call it whatever you want, self-esteem, but pride does not make a person stronger or better anything. There are other actual virtues to develop that will do that. We parents should not encourage to build up pride. We encourage because to be human is to face human weaknesses and limitations. And we encourage based on the fact that we were created by God to be loved. Pride is a distorted view of ourselves that is not based on truth and corrodes love. But to get more into the strength of humble confidence is another chapter, so let me end this discussion with another story. I wasn't taught at home, I think I've mentioned, though my mom later expressed regret that she didn't know about the possibility, and she was pretty sure she could have done it. So I attended government schools. When I was in about sixth grade, my parents came back from a parent-teacher conference. Now, I was a cooperative and eager student, so was used to good reports, but they were unusually quiet when they got home. My curiosity got the better of me, so I finally asked what the teacher had said, expecting good comments. However, my mom looked at me tenderly and thoughtfully, and then in a moment answered, She asked if you do anything other than read. The fact is that I, at that point in my life, immersed myself in fiction during every spare moment. I hadn't thought about it past the fact that it was fun and fascinating. I think my parents, up until that point, had only viewed it in a positive light, being a generation of parents that generally took their cues from teachers. And then, like many people do now, uh, people tend to think of reading, reading anything as a virtue. But that question had caused them to reconsider. I still vividly remember the impact. I didn't feel belittled exactly. No one was trying to make me feel inadequate. However, it was kind of like I woke up from a self-induced dream. 
I had just needed a correction in course. I didn't need to be told to never read, but I needed to understand not to always read. Without any sort of announcement or fanfare, I made an almost casual decision that day to engage in life. That was the right mix of encouragement and correction at the moment for me, though I'm pretty sure I never mentioned it to my parents or anyone at that time, and certainly only to a couple of people over the years. My mom could have avoided my inquiry or padded the response with all kinds of praise about my reading, which probably would have destroyed the effect of her simple comment. Or she might have berated me and told me that I had disappointed her, but she did neither. She stated the truth in love in a way that changed my life. I hope you caught that I'm not saying that this particular way is the way to address any child. I'm saying that my parent, in love for me in the situation, gave me the correct encouragement and correction in the moment. She wasn't even necessarily thinking really hard about it, but because she did love me and she was just trying to communicate with me in a way that I would understand and respond to, that's what happened. So this is also an example that I don't think we need to get overly analytical about this, but I think it does help to have a basic foundation of understanding what is going on and what our goals are for both encouragement and correction with our children. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Make sure you have signed up for the Dangerously Helpful Homeschool Dispatch. When you do, you will receive my best 25 homeschool tips. Now go out there and have fun creating a fantastic homeschooling experience for you and your children. 